At the Cryptid Keeper podcast, we love to laugh at the darkness, but we would never laugh at the rich cultures that explore it, or the unique cultural significance of the creatures explored. The jokes within are on no one but us. We encourage additional research on the subjects covered here, and hope that a comedy podcast is not your primary source of information. Welcome to the Cryptid Keeper Podcast, the podcast for cryptids and their keepers. That's us, and if you're listening, it's you too. I'm Alex Flanagan. And I'm Addison Peacock. And friends, that is probably the last time we're ever going to record that intro, which is a little wild. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an intense start. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of, uh, you know, just getting all of the, the big hits in right out the gate. If you are... Um, unaware um if you are one of the first people listening to this episode then you uh are getting some news which otherwise may not be as surprising to you which is that uh the cryptid keeper is coming to an end and by coming to i mean <laughs> like at the end of this episode oh my um, god yeah um <laughs> which is yeah not a lot of lead up um I, I'm sorry if this comes as a shock to you, if you didn't read whatever we end up titling this or the episode notes contained therein. I imagine word will spread pretty quickly once the first few people hear this episode and uh, the news gets out. So it's possible that if you're listening to this, you're really just getting more of the the why and the how than the what exactly. Mm-hmm. But one thing I do want to make clear um, right out the gate is that for as sudden as this conversation seems now, for as... as you know, maybe out of the blue as this news might be. Um, it's really not all that sudden from our end anyway. Uh, it's it's really a thing where, and we were actually just saying this before we got on the recording, you know, it, it's a conversation that has really been imminent for a pretty long time. And it was one of those things where sort of the instant we actually sat down to have this conversation, it was going to be impossible to continue. So basically, that's where we find ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's a weird moment uh, to kind of come into. It's like one of those parting of the curtain moments, I guess, where it's like the, the behind the scenes becomes the scenes. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, yes. I think I think we've made no secret of the fact that we always sort of knew this show had an expiration date. And we've also really, at least I think, tried to be more and more open over the course of the show that we are different people now than when we started it. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful for that. And I think oh, it's God, also me worth, too. <laughs> I think it's also extremely worth noting that the process of making this show has been a big part of making us very different people than we were when we started in a good way. Absolutely. And, um, I, I've learned so much and engaged with so many new people. And I, I, I obviously I still mess up a lot, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I like to think I'm a much better, more informed, thoughtful person than I was at the start yeah. of this, What God, what, three years ago? Yeah, it's been about three years, and yeah. I totally agree. Um, I, I want to make it super clear, this is not a fight between Addison and I, so... Oh, no, God. that's a rumor at all, get it out of your head. No, uh, we're still... wrong between us. We're still there's... very much friends and collaborators and continuing to make things together, just not, perhaps not this particular thing. Yeah, exactly. Really, what happened here, what has happened here, what's been happening here for a long time, mm-hmm. is 
the show that we set out to make three years ago is a show that we now no longer really fundamentally believe in. I think when we started doing this, we had the best intentions of making something that sort of, one, again, primarily allowed us to just hang out and be goofy on a microphone, and we certainly never dreamed it would be what it is. Um, That's both humbling and a little bit overwhelming. (laughs) And I think it becomes even more overwhelming when you start to realize, like, boy, I'm not really sure I want everybody now to (laughs) be meeting the person that I was three years ago. God, yeah. I'm not sure how much I care for that person anymore, but... You know, again, we had the best intentions of sitting down to make something where we came together every week and learned a bunch of new stuff and got excited about things that were really cool and new and different to us. And uh, we were very ignorant. And Mm -hmm. I think that the more we learn through both research and engagement and, you know, a lot of people taking a lot of faith in us to evolve and become better. People um, who have... been like sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you no like no, you're fine people who have been genuinely like I'm actually getting emotional uh in in a good way like have been in a way that no one needs to it is no one's job to educate anybody but people who have like sure. been so kind and generous with their time to like engage in conversations and and explain things to us that maybe we should have known on our own but I, I like I, I'm genuinely like I've heard a lot of people say it before, but like being called in specifically, like having someone reach out to you and say, hey, a thing Mm -hmm. you did was harmful and this is why, is an act of love. And oh, yeah. I. The amount of of generosity and the amount of like faith and and goodwill and trust people have put into us to believe that we are people who would want and try to do better, who are. um, is really very humbling. Who are willing and able to listen and are capable of then changing based on that information. Mm It, it has, it has, it, I, I, I genuinely mean this because I told myself I wasn't going to cry at all in this episode because I didn't want it to become like a white tears (laughs) thing. And it's not the only tears I have are for like being really grateful that people have shown the kind of faith and the kind of kindness that it takes to say to someone whose work you enjoy, hey, I really like the thing you're making, but there are some problems with it and I want you to be willing to engage with that. For sure. So the facts are this. We make a show where every week we say we bring a new cryptid to the table and a vast majority of the time the creatures and the subjects and the uh, folkloric sort of backgrounds that we have brought to the table, proverbially speaking, are really not ones that we ever should have touched. Mm -hmm. And I think that, again, that's something that's become increasingly obvious to us over the years. I know for me personally, I think it's been sort of this growing discomfort in my mind for quite some time. And yes, it has been very recent that we, again, actually sat down and had this conversation. And that doesn't mean that it shouldn't have happened sooner. It also doesn't mean that we haven't been aware of it sooner. I think it was just sort of coming to a realization of the immediacy that this required and getting to a point where we no longer believed that it was something which could be improved by, you know, working a little harder or doing a little bit better. I I think we've just both realized that the best thing to do now is to not do it. And to start over with something new. Yeah, exactly. I think the problem is of it is is that a lot of the issues are cracks in the very foundation. And For sure. And I think that's that's definitely the problem here is, you know, it, it sort of became this situation where we had two options, which were, one, to focus exclusively on, like, Eurocentric, white-owned, for lack of a better word, 
mythologies. And that feels kind of weird, you know, to just blatantly ignore the wealth of other cultural influences that are out there and to really, like, I guess, center the European experience in that way when so many people are already doing that. So many texts and, and you know, mm-hmm. worldviews already have that going for them. Or the other option was to do what we did for a while, which was to try to diversify our subject material. And in the process, um, you know, again, end up reinforcing a lot of really problematic narratives just because we are not people who, by the very nature of being who we are, which is two white people, you know, having ownership to the stories we were trying to tell. And so, again, I say Mm -hmm. that we did it with the best of intentions, but it it wasn't that doesn't make it the right thing to do. Exactly. Like at the end of the day, no matter how good the intention is, we lack the cultural context to engage with certain stories and then and therefore, oh, my God, I can't talk. We lack the cultural (laughs) context to engage with certain stories and treat them with the respect they deserve just solely because some things we shouldn't have talked about at all, and then others just having a lack of understanding of just how serious certain things are to be taken, certain mm-hmm. like weights that certain things hold. It just, it's just a recipe for causing harm, even if it's not intended. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, also it, it was a matter of, uh, how to put this? I, I think it's also the kind of thing where once you start unspooling that thread, um, you realize just how much more you have to learn, right? Like, yes. I, this conversation really came about because the biggest problem I think that's that's obvious to the most people, or should be obvious to the most people, and this is not an isolated incident. I've seen this crop up in a few different places and become aware, you know, since the release of our episode number one three years ago, mm-hmm. that that was subject material which never should have been considered encrypted under any circumstances. Absolutely not. And then, you know, pulling at that thread and realizing, well, what do we do? And, you know, how much of this one foundational episode has influenced the rest of our show? But then also looking at that in terms of like, okay, well, you know, really none of these native creatures should we ever have covered indigenous culture is not something that we should have access to to joke about or to make light of or even to mythologize like that's Mm -hmm. not our place and that's not our material and we don't have any ownership over that or those stories or any idea how to appropriately tell them in a nonfiction context because like we can't get sensitivity readers for an improvised show right you know that wasn't a problem that was going to be fixable in that way that was a foundational issue but then once you start looking at that, it's like, okay, well, so then what about what about Asian cryptids? What about cryptids from Africa? What about, you know, all of these things that we really would love to engage with because they are fascinating and, com- and complex pieces of that we live in and, you know, things that we want to make ourselves more aware of and, and present to people who might not be aware of them. But we're not the, the stewards of that. We're not the guardians of that. And that's not our place. And also, Mm -hmm. you know, coming to a realization that something I think neither of us have ever wanted, and the few times it started to happen, it's been very uncomfortable, where someone will call us out on something problematic we've done, and other people will try to leap to our defense when the reality is that we've done wrong. And if we are acknowledging the the harm that was done, then do not defend it. We have already acknowledged it. That's not your, it's not, I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound a little angry. It is It is not anyone's place to decide for us right. that we do not need to apologize. If yeah. we are apologizing, we have decided that we need to. And it is, even if you don't agree, it is not anyone's place to say that that is not the right choice. Sure, but something else we've also run into over time, and you know, it, it's come up for multiple different reasons, not only this topic, but this is an important one. 
is that nobody can physically <laughs> experience the entirety of our show at once. If somebody starts our show, they either start with a newer, more recent episode, in which case they're going to go back and probably be shocked at what they find later in the earlier episodes, or they start with episode one and there's no way for them to know how our views on those things have changed. So if we get new exactly. people who come in who find themselves um, in a place where they are with our first episode, you know, best case scenario, they grow and evolve along with us and they become somebody throughout the course of the show who um, has, you know, a broader perspective on it, but that doesn't make it a completely right one. And that doesn't make us, you know, completely incapable of doing wrong. But also what it can mean is that you have people who maybe have just begun to engage their material who are picking up ideas from the earlier versions of ourselves that are actively harmful. And yes. I don't want anybody pointing to us as a justification for perpetuating those beliefs. Like I, the, the idea of anything uh, that we have put out there serving to normalize that I can't abide it. Yeah. Uh, and so, and something that, um, has really been weighing on me as well is, and there's there's no way to say this without it sounding like a humble brag, and I really don't mean it to. When we started Cryptid Keeper three years ago, um, I didn't find any other cryptid podcasts when I Googled it. But in the time since we've started it, there have been a number of other shows that have cropped up that do a very similar sort of thing. And that's not a criticism. That's not me saying, like, those people shouldn't do that thing. I think anybody who oh, wants yeah. to start a show should start their show and have fun with it. I'm never going to try to, like, gatekeep somebody out of that. But I think that, you know, even if we are not directly responsible for it, we are participating in a cultural movement that is responsible for some problematic things. And I, yeah, I, I don't want to be a touchstone of that. I think it's I think it's 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 fair to not I, I don't have good word I don't have good words <laughs> about <laughs> right now I that's that can be the whole thing I don't have good words I'm not good at articulating myself especially like uh, in conversations that are kind of hard to have mm -hmm. but I I think I think it's the fact of the matter is just like as we grow and 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 learn and change and outgrow certain things we also outgrow uh, the moment oh my god I can't talk the moment I think has been over for us for this particular project for a little while now. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that we're done making things. That doesn't mean that uh, we're disappearing forever or anything like that. Oh, it just yeah. means that at least I can speak for myself. I don't want to speak for both of us here. I don't personally, I, I think it would be better for me and for my growth to continue to learn if I'm not making something that is linked to my old ignorant ideas or old bad habits. Like I don't want to be pulled. I don't want to accidentally hinder my own growth as a person for sure by remaining attached to something built on previous or even still current that is being unlearned ignorance. And it's a hard thing with the kind of show that Cryptid Keeper is and has been um, that, you know, we were both ignorant of when we started, which is there are kinds of art you can make where it is possible to sort of keep yourself distanced from the thing you have created, at least in terms of like your privacy and your identity. You know, um, mm -hmm. if you if you publish a novel, then short of having your picture on the, the dust jacket, like you can essentially go about your daily life and people will not really interface with you 
as a direct right. result of that. People will not make the direct connection between the thing that you created and the person that you are unless you wield a platform specifically to make them confront that every single day, not naming names. But I I think that with podcasting, it's a little bit different. And especially like with a an improvised podcast where the product you are creating is essentially your personality, those lines get really blurred. And there's no way to really distance yourself from the person that you were like my voice has not changed over time my name has not changed over time when people hear episode one they're hearing the same identity for lack of a better word that they're hearing later on and that's not necessarily ideal for us anymore and i also i also like want to take some space here too and say that i don't regret having i regret specific moments of the show wherein Mm -hmm things that I said and things that I did were harmful. Uh, I don't regret making it. I don't regret the communities that have come together as a part of it. I don't, uh, like, we've had a lot of people that have made it clear that this has been a source of good in their lives, and I don't want to take away from that either. Yeah, for sure. I don't want to diminish the experience of anybody who has been a part of this journey. Um, I am really proud of how much we've learned and grown as people doing this. I'm mm-hmm. I'm really proud of you as a person and all the things that you've done in the three years that we've been making this together. I am so, so grateful for our friendship and our collaborative partnership every day. And I know we've said from the beginning, like, if nothing else came out of this show intact, that had to. And I'm glad that it is. Yeah, and me too. I really am very emotional about how many amazing messages of support and enthusiasm and joy and connection and community we've gotten over the years. It really has been phenomenal. And I know there have been a lot of messages that have gotten lost in in Twitter inboxes over the years. And I'm sure over the next few months, um, we'll be looking through all of them fondly and laughing probably over a bottle of rosé on different coasts. But, um, (laughs) you know, it's, it's really nice. And we have gotten messages on occasion that have been from people, you know, thanking us for shedding light on a a creature or a piece of folklore from a culture that doesn't get it very often. And I want to say that no matter how well we may have handled those things in our finer moments, it's still really sad that we were the ones with the platform to do it. Exactly. It never, it never should have, yeah, it never should have gotten to that. Yeah. It shouldn't be as easy as it was for two white people with a microphone to get accidentally renowned. And uh, it should be a lot easier for people to share their own cultural experiences and to get the kind of love and support and enthusiasm that we've gotten for it. So I think if I had one ask for people as they move away from this show, it's that whatever ends up filling the Cryptid Keeper-shaped hole in your heart... I hope that you give it and the people making it just as much incredible affection and enormous, overwhelming patience and beautiful enthusiasm as you've given to us. I'm just nodding. That's not <laughs> well, helpful. They can't no one can hear that. that. <laughs> no one can. No one can hear that. I'm nodding. Uh, I would like to second that, and I'd also like to suggest too that you really try to seek out voices that maybe the algorithm doesn't Mm -hmm. send your way that you try to seek out 
underrepresented creators. And again, I, I don't mean to make this sound as if we're permanently recusing ourselves from producing internet content. It's not that. I just mean that as this as this show comes to a close and you go out looking for things hitting on similar subjects or talking about similar mm -hmm. interests that you make an effort to seek out marginalized voices and seek out people that maybe don't get the platform that they deserve for sure to speak on those things yeah that that really is the the size of it i am again really enormously humbled by the community that has sprung up around this project i i think it's remarkable and i am blown away by it every day and i hope that in some form or another that persists um i hope that we were able to leave a few people who found our show um, a little bit better than when they started, because I hope that we left our show a little bit better than it started. And I'm really excited to get it a little bit better the next time around. I think that's that's the big thing, right, is um, that uh, I said something earlier in one of our conversations that I think I want to highlight, which is that this is a period of ending, but it's also a new beginning. Yeah, for sure. It's closing one book and then opening a blank page. And I, I do hope that uh, there are at least, I don't know, maybe this is selfish of me. I hope there are a few people who stick around to see the next chapter. Um, but I also understand if not, it's, it's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> but you won't get rid of us that easily. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody's trying to get no. rid of us. I want to make that no very clear. No one's clear. trying to, <laughs> except and for... I certainly don't only us. No. anybody who is listening to this at all to try to track down or cast aspersions on anyone who they think may have been responsible for us taking this step. Because again, the <laughs> the faults of our show are on no one but us. And that has yeah. been our mission statement from the beginning. And um, again, it's not like anybody called for us to shut down our show. That never no. happened. Maybe the one person who wrote our first negative iTunes review about how we sounded like nerds in a Denny's. <laughs> but Oh, yeah, we've just been stewing on that for three years. And we were never really quite able to spring back. <laughs> <laughs> but no one else has. No. Um, but yeah, and that's something I wanted to make very clear. I see this happen sometimes when creators try to take accountability for mistakes and for... Uh, for things that for problematic behavior, where people well meaning people will leap to their defense and try to claim that they were chased off or run mm -hmm. out of the platform. No one's chasing. Yeah, that was not we're the not case running. Here. There's no one chasing. We're not running from anything. We're just taking and we'll be making Yeah, and we're going to be making new stuff. So exactly. Um, I was just gonna say, I think that's a good time to transition into like some of the the house cleaning aspects of all of this, if that's cool with you. Yeah, I was actually going to say the same thing, except I really quickly just, I talked over you and there was a tweet a long time ago about like the types of podcasts. And oh, no. uh, the one was millennials talking over each other. And, and I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> um, Boy, that's about the size of it, huh? <laughs> I don't mean to. I never mean to talk over. I know um, this. It's but, difficult. Yeah, you house know, there's audio delay and crosstalk and it's a whole thing. Anyway. It's a whole thing. But housekeeping stuff. Uh, yeah, so just some things for people to know. Cryptid Keeper, this will be probably our last episode. Um, my dog knocked over a book. He's fine. Oh, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> this will be probably the last new episode of Cryptid Keeper you will see. Uh, that doesn't mean that nothing else will come out on this feed. I, I guess it's thoroughly possible that at some point we will, you know, release an old bonus episode or... Uh, 
whenever we start whatever the next thing is, we may put the first few episodes on this feed just to sort of bring people along with us if anybody wants to make that transition. Mm -hmm. So that may happen, but this will be the last new episode of Cryptid Keeper, effectively. Yes. The Patreon uh, has already been paused. So if you were donating to our Patreon, fear not, you will not be charged. You can certainly jump ship if you want to, um, but your money is safe. If you want to just stick around until whatever point the Patreon does come back online, which it will, um, then don't worry, we will give you notice before we bring the billing cycle back. So you will have yes. plenty of heads up no matter what happens. Since Cryptid Keeper and Horror Borealis are both effectively on hiatus, uh, we didn't want to take anybody's money for anything. So don't exactly. worry about We're, that. Yeah, the billings, billing cycle will remain paused as long as there is, uh, as long as everything is, is on hiatus or done. So until Horror Borealis resumes or until uh, whatever project comes next happens or until both of those things i don't know who who knows the future nobody um <laughs> in this economy then it will remain it will remain on hold and again we will we will also not unpause it without some form of notice like there will be a post yes. somewhere about something so no one will be don't fret about that no one will be tr- like accidentally tricked into <laughs> sending money to us i promise yeah, don't worry um Um, The Discord and the Facebook group will both remain active. Uh, So those spaces will both be online. You can find them if you wish. We don't plan on like halting membership of either of those things. The only thing I would say is that uh, you probably will not be guaranteed seeing Addison or I around in those spaces. So, (laughs) you know, you can go to the Facebook group. You can talk all you want. You can have a great time. Um, There's a wonderful little mod team there. There's a great community. If they choose to stick around, then I hope you have a wonderful time with them. But tagging me in there won't necessarily guarantee that I see it. I'm not going to make it a priority to look in that space right now. I'm on podcast vacation. (laughs) (laughs) And also, uh, I don't think either of us uses Facebook much anymore at all in general. But it is that way lies madness. But... um, (laughs) Truly. But the group does still exist, and you can go find it if you want. Speaking of Patreon, uh, we did have two people who were owed a thank you on air and i want to honor that um even though i'm sorry this is maybe a bummer of an episode to get your thank you read on but with the promise that i will i will save these two names and uh when we have something else down the pipeline uh i will we will will also thank you on that (laughs) thank you for your everyone thank these two people because they are the promise that a new show will rise we have to honor this obligation so we will make another podcast specifically so we can read these two names out it's the guarantee it's the thing holding this timeline together (laughs) so in the meantime chris luffler and mj chris mj you are the new cryptid keepers Oh no! This God. is legally your show now. I'm it sorry I had to find out in this Wonka-esque fashion, but welcome. I <laughs> passing down the mantle. Climb into the great glass elevator with us, and we shall show you a tour of the <laughs> podcast factory. But oh, it feels good to laugh. No, um, <laughs> I don't know why I said so that long. as if I haven't I haven't laughed at all today. That's not true. But um, yeah, seriously. I, I wanted to make sure we took care of those. And, and uh, uh, the Twitter will remain active. It's probably just mm-hmm. going to be dormant for a while. And then when whatever is the next step or whatever the next chapter is begins, then the, the Twitter will probably just 
undergo a bit of a a a, a change in terms of like mm-hmm. name and picture and all that good stuff. Sure. Um, the old episodes of Cryptic Keeper will continue to be available, though, with a few exceptions. Um, yeah, I was going to say, um, with a notice, few exceptions. Yeah, you will notice that some episodes of the backlog have already been taken down quietly and and, and carefully. And um, other notes have had episode warnings and content notes and just explanations um, added to the descriptions of those episodes. We, <laughs> again, can't go back and erase everything from our entire archive without just deleting the whole show and we didn't feel like that was the right move to make but we did want to at least contextualize some of the things that were said or some of the topics that were covered or some of the things that were Mm -hmm. addressed or mishandled um so you will find those changes have been made to the archive but the show is not vanishing i will clarify that the episodes that have been taken down uh have not been completely removed so much as their audio has been removed and replaced with an explanation of why the episode was taken down a placeholder statement yeah um because what it didn't or what neither of us wanted it to look we didn't want it to seem as if we were trying to cover any kind of tracks it's more just like trying to find a balance between not hurting any more people with a piece of content that is harmful while also not pretending Mm -hmm. that it never existed. And, you know, I think also there was a certain extent of us thinking like, well, we wouldn't have known these things if someone hadn't pointed them out to us. So taking down the episode in entirety and pretending they never happened, you know, isn't as potentially useful as Mm -hmm. someone seeing one of those subjects saying, oh, wow, cool, clicking on it and then having an educational moment of, oh, wait a second. So... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that has some mileage in it. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, I, I really appre- I like what you said. Uh, basically, like we can't we can't undo the bad parts, um, but we can do whatever we can to try to mitigate that harm. And we can try to do better next time with whatever the new thing that we do, whatever the next chapter is. We both still have a lot of creative irons in the fire and we are both still making things together. Uh so whatever the next thing is, I I have a lot of faith in it, and I have a lot of hope that it can, you know, be newer, better, faster, stronger. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm bad at being Plus super sincere Plus, we know y'all really want that. a brand new Andrew Giada banger of a theme song, right? So, Oh, like, my God. Can you if imagine? If else, you'll have that to look forward to. Oh, my God. A new Andrew Giada original? He's growing stronger every day. He's growing... (laughs) You have no idea. He's lifting... He's lifting eighth note shaped... You don't know what quarantine has done to him. He's lifting eighth note shaped weights every day (laughs) to get musically strong. He is really strong. Like, in all ways. In all ways. Emotionally, physically, musically. (laughs) Aesthetically. uh, Aesthetically, very strong. (laughs) But for real, I I think... I think the important thing I want people to take away from this is one or uh, here's just, I guess, a bullet point breakdown of what I hope people take from this. Okay, let's let's hear this. Accountability for past wrongs and a commitment to do better going forward. Two, this is of our own volition. We're not being forced. Nobody's (laughs) threatened anything. Nobody's yelled at us. We have had some very thoughtful conversations that have led us to this conclusion So no need to, there's no need for anyone to defend us from this choice. There's no need to try to argue about the choice, even if it's disappointing to you, for which I am sorry. Uh, But I think it's the best move, and we feel that it's the best move. And again, I want to make it very clear, and and again, I want to make it very clear that while this seems sudden on the surface, it really has been a long time in the making. Yes. This This is a sudden 
announcement. It is not a sudden decision. Exactly. It's not a rash decision. We wouldn't come to this conclusion on a whim. Something, uh, or point number, is this my third bullet point? I don't know. I've lost track. I think it's point number three. Yeah. Um, This particular chapter is ending, but we're not going away forever. Uh, So if you, for some reason, really miss us making content and talking in your ears, it will not be gone forever. And thank you for all the good bits. That's my last my last point. Point the final is and again, there's really there really is no secret drama behind this. But if you're gonna invent something, make it really interesting. <gasps> yeah, like don't just say that Addison and I had creative differences. If you're gonna like make up some oh my God. troublesome nonsense, please make it good. Ooh, I want Ooh. juicy. Ooh, uh, give me like pulp novel status, okay? Like. <laughs> Like, I kidnapped Alex's <laughs> brother. Please pretend that one of us, yeah, exactly, one of us kicked down the other's door on the opposite coast of the country. <laughs> I kidnapped your brother and I trapped him in a well. <laughs> oh, no. Which of my, which of my brothers? Um, the one that I've met. I don't think I've met the other brother. Oh, okay. Ah. <laughs> Not that brother. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> gosh. Uh, but, but for real, I, it, like... Truly, I don't know how to conclude the statement because I feel like I've already said all the things that I wanted to say. <laughs> uh, again, I think just we are overwhelmingly grateful for all of the people who have joined us along the way, whether you came for an episode and ducked. I mean, I'm less thankful for you than I am for everybody else. And also, why are you listening to this? Thankful, I guess. <laughs> also, why, why this one? <laughs> why would you start with this one? Um <laughs> but no, really, I, I'm so enormously grateful for everybody that's listened. This has, again, I, I know I've said it before, and it sounds like such a cliche, but this became something so much bigger than we ever imagined. And I say that knowing full well that it wasn't like this was some sort of media phenomenon. But, but still, even what we had was like, unfathomable to us when we started it. Yeah. And I am really, really grateful to all of the people who have uh, demanded better from us, from all the people who have believed in us to be capable of doing better, all the people who have pulled us up to a level of, you know, uh, of not only accountability, of not only decency and understanding and empathy, but also of creativity and of, you know, um, of comedy, maybe? Are we funny? I don't know. I think we're funny, and I think that's what matters. All the people who really have just driven us to <laughs> to be to be better and to make something really cool. Um, you know, we got to headline a live comedy show. In no, Chicago. it's not nothing, not kid. And that's the thing of it, right? Like, I think we've both learned so much from this process that I mean, maybe I'll just well, I'll be the only one who thinks so. But I. I'm actually, I'm very excited for whatever's next. Neither of us knows what that is yet and don't know when we'll know, but you know, I, I'm looking forward to it. No, no, I, I'm really excited too. And I, we've met some really cool people along the way. We've had some really cool opportunities that have come about as a result of this. And uh, for all that I complain about, <laughs> you know, parasocial relationships online, which yes. are complaints I still Watch. have. By the Watch way, fake friends by Shannon Strucci. There also have been uh, some very cool, genuine friendships that I that I have formed because of this, and I'm Me enormously too. grateful for those. You know who you are, and yeah, we um, we wouldn't be here without a lot of other people. If you think you're one of the people who helped us uh, get where we are and be what we were and do all the things that we didn't think we'd be able to do, then you are. 
Yeah, then then you're definitely one of those people. If you like just retweeted something funny <laughs> I said once, um, then I still owe you a life debt. But and you can it's you can call on that at any time. No, um. literally any time you can show up at my house with a screen cap and say I'm here to collect. <laughs> but yeah, again, uh, this is a chance to start over and do something better. Yeah, we're not ashamed of the Crypto Keeper. No, but we also know that we have the capacity to make better, brighter, more careful, thoughtful, empathetic material. And that was just not going to be possible with the foundation and the legacy of this particular show and the way that it was created. So we have decided to take the opportunity to do that and to hold ourselves to a higher standard than was possible with uh, the platform that we had created for ourselves. So I'm really excited. I think it's all good things. And while it's okay to be bittersweet and melancholic about it, I know there were some things that um, people had really looked forward to. And unfortunately, this year just did not deliver. You know, it would have been so cool to get to go to the Mothman Festival and meet a bunch of people. But ultimately, delaying this decision on the thought that some of those things might have eventually happened was Mm -hmm. was not worth it. And I think... um being forced into a place where at least from my for me at least I've had to be at home and alone with my thoughts a lot (laughs) has has maybe Mm -hmm. sped up this decision for me but uh I'm not but I'm grateful for that and I'm grateful for the the process that brought me here um and you know what ultimately I think a lot of it comes down to as well like if we're gonna be locked in our houses, <laughs> churning out creative content, or if we're going to be, you know, a year from now, doing a cool new live show in a fun place with people who have stuck with us for the past three years with some completely new product to offer you, I want it to be something yeah. we really believe in. And I want it to be something where when y'all come up to us and like shake our hands and get a hug and take a picture, that it can be something that we're just as excited about as you are. And this just wasn't that anymore. Yeah. So um, hopefully <laughs> when you all hear this, uh, Val has helped us cut it into something maybe a little bit more coherent. <laughs> Not any judgments on you, Alex, only on myself. <laughs> I am <laughs> all over the place. But No, judge no. away. That's um, fine. But <laughs> I don't work for you. I mean, no. You d- I mean, Not you never anymore, worked baby. for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, so, you know, if you... Um, I just, you know, I hope that, um, I hope, and I know this is a big ask, uh, I hope that you'll all come at this big change, this, this ending, turning to beginning, this transitional, whatever it is, with the same patience and kindness that you have afforded us in the past. And if not, then if, if you're done, then you're done. And that's fine, too. We still like reading about your ghost cats, though. I, I do. I really do. <laughs> I will. So if you ever just are looking for somewhere to send a ghost, cat I have never, <laughs> I have never been more grateful for like a flood of of DMs to our account than when I said on the Yule Cat episode that people should send me pictures of their giant cats, <laughs> and people sent me so many pictures of their big cats. Um, it's good. Anyway, uh, I don't have. There's not a good way to end this, so I guess it just kind of. I think does. we should end it the same way. That you always end it. Oh, boy. Okay, yeah. So, um, you know what? I, yeah, I'm just revving myself up for I don't know what. 
um, rip the bandaid off. But uh, thank you, everybody, for everything. You haven't seen the last of me. Am I a cartoon villain? My God. Okay. Um, <laughs> and whatever's next, we hope we can keep you around and stay safe out there. <laughs>